welcome to Business Talk Sister Rock. I'm Becca, and today's podcast episode title is How to Have a Trade Show Booth Part 2. Now, this is a sequential podcast to the previous one, so if you did not see the previous episode, go back and do that one before this one. Last week was covering a little bit more about like the registration process, who you want to be next to, scoping out your booth, all that kind of stuff. And this week, I'm going to get more into once you're there and set up at the trade show. Now, one thing I wanted to add from last week that I missed, and I think this is really important to know, is that outside hotels, as a small business owner, you're trying to save money, right? Outside hotels are going to be way more cost effective than booking with the hotel from the conference, especially in places like Las Vegas. It's crazy how they'll say, this is the fee to book. And you're like, okay, and you book. And then all of a sudden there's like this resort fee on top of that, as well as anything else like there's tons any any hotel in in those areas you have to like tip a lot and all these different things and it may seem more convenient because you're near the location but quite honestly a lot of times it's like a mile and a half of walking indoors to get to the conference center whereas it would honestly save so much more of your time and cost effectiveness to actually stay somewhere else and just get an uber straight to the conference stores to get dropped off it's it's Honestly, like I've timed it both ways. I've done different things and it's usually a lot easier just to get Ubered right to the place you want to go. Uh, yeah. So anyways, that just a tip and cost savings there and, and time as well. Okay. The next thing I would recommend doing is looking at having two people. You should have a minimum of two people, if not more, because when you go to a conference and one of you is engaged in conversation, sometimes people will line up to talk to you and you need to have somebody else prepared to get connected with that person or even take breaks. Like if you have to go to the bathroom or get lunch, all that kind of stuff, you're going to want somebody else to be there so you can take breaks and shifts and always have somebody at the booth because otherwise you're losing an opportunity for someone to come talk to you. Now, the big thing I would recommend about having people at the booth is try to get people that are smiley, especially somebody that goes with you has to be like super excited to talk to other people and be passionate about the stuff and know the information that they should be sharing with other people. If this is your first time going, I would practice all of your different conversations or like the, the materials that you're going to be showing people beforehand because a lot of times if somebody's not super experienced yet in talking with people, they don't know even what kind of questions to ask. If you're a service-based business, it's really good to have like, so tell me about blah, 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 or whatever right away when, when people say, what do you do? And you can say, this is my blah, 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 elevator pitch, and then go into the details of like asking them a genuine question next. And when people are walking by, they're not necessarily wanting to engage, right? Because they're like, oh, this person's trying to sell me something or whatever. So it's really good to have just conversational things you can use to your advantage. And I always try to think about different ways to approach people in a non-salesy way that's just genuinely caring about them as a person. Like, for example, um, I always love picking out hats or like shirts or whatever. If something's like really funny, I will uh, say, wow, like, I love your shirt. Like, that's a really funny thing. That's really cool that you're into that or whatever. Find things you can identify with other people on. And then also have some sort of small thing that you can give away. I would not recommend candy because especially if you're targeting adults, they're not as excited about candy all the time. But if you have like 
a sticker or something fun that is just like specific to your booth and it really speaks to your target audience, that can be really, really good. So one time I did um, mugs and they had like a quote on them that was specific to that target market of the, the people that they just loved. They wanted that quote on that mug because it was something that they really identified with and they're like oh yeah I want that and then they would come back and ask oh is there a way like you have an extra one that maybe I could give to such and such or whatever like those are really great conversational pieces so if you can understand your target market really well that means that you're going to have a really good conversation piece to get started in talking with them even in like doing festivals and stuff, and we talked about this in the podcast series on making and inventing a product and selling at festivals and shows, having tangible physical things in front of you to show people something is so vital to starting up a conversation because they're curious. They're more curious when they don't know what it is. What What is this and what does it do and why? And that's why all these insurance companies and everything else at home shows always give away your like pizza cutters and like the magnet clips for chips and all that kind of thing, right? So kind of think through what that item is that you're giving away and is it really cost effective for you to be giving away? Um, that is something that's really important to know before going into this kind of situation. The next thing I would recommend doing is going early before the show sets up to talk with other vendors because a lot of times they will be there earlier to have meetings and stuff with other people even before the show starts. And that's where you start networking and creating relationships with those people and really asking them about their business, their product, whatever they're doing there and really learning how you can essentially advocate for them as well because once people know your mission and your passion it's a lot easier to have conversation with people walking by later and say hey yeah like what other booths have you checked out today what did you think was cool and you can say oh yeah I talked to such and such and they had a really cool booth and this is what they were doing and so those are good conversational pieces to have in, in relationship, but then also too, they tell you so much more information about the, the trade show itself. Um, one of the things that I learned when I went to trade shows is that the bigger organizations that have lots of salespeople and huge booths that span like massive spaces, sometimes they even have like little upstairs areas and it's pretty crazy. But they, a lot of times will have after parties where it's open to anybody if you have the badge from the conference and you get invited you can you can attend and I mean I've been to parties where there's like endless amounts of seafood for free or like top golf tickets or whatever there's lots of really cool things that other bigger organizations have the the finances to do but you can actually do those activities with other people that you're meeting there and if you get invited and the thing is you have to be invited, which means you have to make friends with other people from the trade show. But those relationships will span beyond just the trade show itself. A lot of times, if you're going to the same trade show, there's a same target market that you have and collaborating on things in the future like, hey, I would love to write an article, a uh, blog that associates with what you're doing that's really interesting or we should cross promote each other on social media. There's all of those opportunities to utilize and don't think that it's weird. Like that's what you do is you promote other businesses and you get excited about what they're doing because that is good for both of you. So let's talk a little bit about prizes. 
when you have something to give away at your booth, it makes it a lot easier to collect. And the purpose of that is to collect email addresses because you want to be able to follow up with people later, whether it's a business card with their name and phone number and their email, or you just have them fill out a little thing with their email on it. Um, That's really helpful to getting that follow up because that's the purpose of getting in front of your customers. And so when you have a prize, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that is associated with your business. So you could have like a gift card, you could do coolers, like a lot of people do water bottles. I personally would not recommend that because everybody gets water bottles, but try to make it a unique gift or even like a basket of things. Just remember that the trade show you're going to A lot of people may be flying in for the conference or whatever, so know that it usually has to fit inside somebody's bag on an airplane. So a lot of times gift cards or something that you can mail later uh, to them can be really helpful to to making sure that they sign up because otherwise it's like, no, even if I did win, I couldn't get that in my bag. So think about the size with that. I would, I would also not say to do like an Amazon gift card because that can be something that people don't really want because there's a lot of other ways that they could get an Amazon gift card. It's pretty much anything big like a Starbucks gift card or whatever can be a little bit of a go-to thing. Actually, Starbucks might be a good one quite honestly because most people love coffee. But think about your target market and what they would want. Whether, if you're going to like a, a rock climbing trade show, you're probably going to want to give away something that has to do with that industry, uh, what you think that they're going to find helpful. So really just focus on what would your target market get excited about? And that should be something that's associated with the prize that you're offering. You cannot charge money for your, if you're giving a raffle or whatever, because you're not a nonprofit and you don't have like a gambling status of any kind. So make sure that you're not doing that. And if you are going to sell physical products, make sure that you know what the sales tax info is for that location because you could get in trouble later on if you're not making sure all of that is figured out. I also think it's really important to have a plan with information regarding the person that you're talking to. So if you're collecting business cards and you had a conversation with that person, I always make notes on the business card or I associate it with a notebook that I'm writing down what we talked about what this person was interested in all that kind of stuff and it's so important to follow up with people right afterwards whether it's that evening you sit down after the trade show and you write down all of the people that you talked to that day with their business information into your um, customer relationship management system however you're doing that your CRM get it organized so that you have everything and then Follow up with those people with specific information. Try to find something right then that you can say, yeah, you know, I actually know a little bit about this and I'll send you an article on that. Have some sort of way to follow up with them about something helpful for the moment and then also follow up with them with more information regarding what other things you want to discuss. A big thing to think about as well is having meetings during the conference can be really great. So, If you have a big line of people wanting to come talk to you and you don't have time to talk to everybody, you can actually have the the second person that's with you say, you know what, this person's going to be here in a little bit, so why don't we put you down a time and you can come back and have a meeting with them at our booth. And sometimes you can do those meetings outside of the trade show as well. A lot of times what people will do is say, you know what, you want to grab dinner this evening? It's on me. 
and maybe your budget doesn't allow for you to do that, that's okay. But just know that those are options to try to get connected with people that you're building relationships with because honestly, those people may be at the next show or they may be your best friend for life. I mean, I've made best friends <laughs> at trade shows before long-term, not right away, but I, I learned a lot and became friends with some people that I'm still friends with to this day because I went to a trade show. And I, I'm going to come back to that in the gawk portion <laughs> of this episode. So the next thing I would recommend is also add people on LinkedIn. As you are talking, this is a huge thing. If you're a salesperson for another business, a lot of times you're not going to ever connect with that person again if you're not with them on LinkedIn, if you leave that business. And that's something that I'm kind of sad about that I never really thought about when I was working for another business and doing trade shows because it's not necessarily that I wanted to grab those people and make them become my clients or whatever. I'm not, I'm not trying to steal business from people, but it's about the relationship aspect because when you meet people and they tell you about their life and the things that their goals are, it's really just fun to celebrate when those people a few years later, even though you may be in a new, completely different career, to watch them grow and be successful and say, wow, that's awesome that you're doing that with, with your business or all these different things. And I really feel like that was an opportunity that I missed and didn't really develop further until later on in life. And it also can be really good when you're meeting other people if you're if you are a business owner because those people can be lifelong connections that can be a resource for you in the industry as well as opportunities to just collaborate on new ideas that could solve industry problems. So either way, you really should be adding people on LinkedIn and developing an actual personal relationship. And I think that that's where people a lot of times really struggle with the idea of a trade show is because they're like, well, I'm not a salesperson. Well, I just don't really get out there much and I don't know how to talk to people. And there are people that are excellent salespeople who are not salesy at all they're just really good relationship builders or they just have really good technical knowledge and are good teachers. And if you have those abilities, you can go to a trade show. You can talk to people and give them a solution to their problem. And if you truly believe in what you're doing with your business, that shouldn't be a big issue. When you talk to people, I always recommend trying to get as much information as you can about their problem before saying, here's how I can solve it because you're hearing that person, you're understanding where they're coming from, and you can ask a few more questions like, have you tried this thing before? Or have you looked at this? And a lot of times, some of those things have already been avenues they've pursued, and it hasn't worked out. So just taking really good notes on that, and then trying to figure out what the best approach is to problem solve with that person can be a great way to discuss what you offer, especially in a service-based industry. Now, when you do talk about your business and you're saying, this is who I am, you really have to make sure that you have that nailed down really well. And then you also have to have follow-up information about some of the services you offer, whether it's in a package form or pricing like information you can follow up with some some organizations they have so many products that they literally will give you a thumb drive that has 
all of their stuff on it or maybe it's documentation on how to utilize their product because there's a lot of information on how to install something blah 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 blah. there's different ways that people go about that journey in creating that relationship but just know that it's not a one-size-fits-all approach what i really think is the best is especially in a b2b situation or business to business know that a lot of times that relationship is not going to turn into a sale right away and a lot most of the industries that i've worked in the sale takes six to nine months to close because you're offering valuable information through educational material that leads back to why they should work with you and you're just truly trying to be there to help And when they realize, man, this person truly cares about me, if I'm going to really outsource something or if I'm going to really seek advice, here's who I want to go with because they've been good to me in the past. And that's all what it's all about. That is what it should be all about. And you're really helping people. And that's something that most people can get behind instead of feeling like, oh, I just have to make money off of this. It feels so uncomfortable. It shouldn't be about that. It should be about the relationship. Now, when you have a product that you're trying to sell at the show to make conversions right there, I would say the best way to streamline that process is to have payment terminals available. Make sure that people are aware of the information for whatever it is that you're providing with like the physical product as well as here's the list of features. Know those things offhand so that you can have them ready to go. Now, I wanna go back to like the B2C aspect of business to consumer. Let's just say you offer something like a kitchen home remodel and it's not something that maybe somebody can take home right that moment, but it's valuable for them to have you come out and give them an estimate on what their kitchen size looks like or all these different things. Oh, and another offer you can have for them is we'll give you a free quote on your kitchen and we'll also help you draw out what that would look like to make sure that it fits for the size or all those different things. If that's something you want to offer, have that available where people can say, yeah, sign me up to have a quote done on this. And the biggest thing that I see people really mess up on is that they don't follow up in a timely manner or if they do follow up, then they have customer service issues later on. Now, I remember a specific instance where I asked for a quote on something, they called, they scheduled it, and then I had to take time out of my day to go to this property that I needed something done on And I had scheduled my whole day around it and 20 minutes before they were supposed to show up, they called and said, oh, I'm sorry, like that's an indoor job. So we're just going to do this and this and this and then we'll just move you to another time next week. And I was like, I literally rescheduled my entire day for you to come out and give me this quote. And now you're telling me you can't do it. What? So that's that's a really big thing that I think people really lose opportunity on is saying what they're going to do and keeping their word. And if you can do that consistently, that develops trust. And that is the huge piece of going to a trade show is showing that you can come through for your customer, regardless of if it's a business or if it's a consumer. That's huge. The trade show is just the first meet and greet. And after that, you prove your value time and time again. If somebody buys a physical product from you at a trade show, have an opportunity where they can learn about how it was made 
follow you for future new products or anything like that to engage them in in the long run because otherwise that's a one-time sale you did all that work to get that sale and you're not developing a relationship for future things some smaller businesses do that instead of collecting email addresses they'll say like our facebook page show it to us and we'll give you this pen or whatever it is it really just depends on the size of the show that you're going to i kind of went bulk scale instead of like a local home show but if that's something you need to scale down to your approach you can just make sure that you have some way to follow up with those people in the future to develop that relationship and have people see that yeah you're somebody that's valuable to stay connected with if the service that you offer or your product has a long-term contract associated with it because it's like expensive or because it's ongoing, it's always good to have something that's smaller and like a one-time purchase that's easier to stomach or maybe even just like a here, try it for X amount of days and see if you like it. Those things can be really helpful to being able to follow up with people later to say, hey, I know we talked. I'd really love to come out and have you try this out and see if you are interested in keeping it for longer. My last piece of advice with trade shows that I think is really important is to have a mindset that you're there to actually do business instead of, okay, I'm going and then at night I'm just going to have a whole bunch of fun. Like, I don't think that it's bad to have fun and to invite people to have fun with you. But know that I've been a part of things where I've had people show up completely exhausted because they stayed up all night long and their eyes are bloodshot and they're just a crabby person. Nobody wants to talk to you when you're crabby. So keep that in mind that why you're there is important and how to maintain the representation of who you are is also very important because quite honestly, a lot of these industries are actually very tightly knit in a lot of ways on an upper level for like management of companies as well as who they trust and who they refer business to. And I've just seen a lot of people act really unethically and that come back to bite them in the long run where they can't even stay in that industry anymore because somebody knew about what they did and they told other people. Okay, I'm going to transition now into the gawk portion for this episode. And I'm going to tell you a story about one of my friends and I. <laughs> and this really as actually does relate to trade shows because I actually met her dad at a trade show and ended up that we were working on a project together in the end, like maybe six months later or whatever. And the first time I was going to meet her, she was flying out to where I live and she was coming to a conference. And so I was the one designated to pick her up at the airport. And while it started getting really late because it was a late flight and I picked her up and we went on this adventure in the wilderness. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, it started snowing a lot and there was no cell phone service. And I'm totally lost <laughs> trying to get to where I'm supposed to go because my GPS isn't working. And I ended up pulling over in this little, like, driveway area and just pulling up to this random house and trying to ask where this resort was because I couldn't find it. <laughs> 
And this lady, literally, I can see her in her dining room. And obviously, like, it's in the middle of nowhere. So nobody expects to have someone pull up in their yard on a snowy night. And she's just, like, in her nightgown. And she just opens her sliding glass door. And I'm like, hi, I'm, I'm looking for this and I'm lost. And she totally knew where I should go and everything. And it was, oh, my goodness. I was like, this is crazy. I just met this lady. And here we are in the middle of the woods. Gonna die <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what she thought was gonna happen is that we were gonna die and um that was our first like real adventure together and actually it ended up bonding us in so many ways where we actually are still friends to this day because I don't know maybe because of all the crazy experiences we had that first time that we met each other because it just kept getting worse like <laughs> the next day like it was so icy that the power went out and like there was no heat and <laughs> It was crazy, but um, just because we had all that time together, we ended up getting to know each other really well, and to this day, we're still great friends, and we call each other all the time, and I just remember, wow, like, that literally happened because of a trade show, and, and you can meet some really great people if you if you have the right attitude about it, and if you have the right intentions with it. So, thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, you can give it a review on Spotify. It's just a little button, click the stars, and I will see you next week.